High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Son, you gotta work late. Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. Nobody puts Brian in a corner, so we're doing another Dirty Dancing episode. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where we some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And the party's at my place this evening. But first, summer school is unfortunately still in session. <sighs> Let's talk about your homework. And that was to watch Dirty Dancing, so it was a pleasant one. Did you enjoy our first episode this week on the film? Christian Larson gave a nice, great intro to it, I think. Taught us a little bit about the Catskills, and then Kyle, boom, with the main course as always. Part two of his conversation will be here today. So listen for that. But also, we have a special guest. Rachel Shepard is here. One of her favorite movies she's been on before, mostly for Lifetime stuff. I think only for Lifetime stuff, actually. But, oh my god, I love her perspective here. I love how personal this movie is to her. So listen for both those interviews today. And remember, Hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. While you're there, give us a five-star review or a positive rating, which everyone is applicable on your listening app. Remember, you can check out all the old episodes. I shouldn't say old. The the senior episodes, the the legacy episodes of High School Slumber Party on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me, the home of this and so many other great pop culture podcasts, including other podcasts that I host myself. Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar. We talk the films of Francis Ford Coppola there. We've got some good stuff coming up, so check that out. And while I'm plugging myself, check out my recent guest appearance on Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. I love those guys. I had a blast on their show. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, class participation is a huge part of your grade. It's a huge reason that we could finally graduate and get on that fall schedule. Superintendent Mike Manzi, he's one of those making the decision. Also the godfather, Joey Lewandowski. Those guys host so many great programs. Check out their pages on Cage Club. But yeah, it's in their hands and maybe some other sinister people's hands. And your hands too. So participate on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, High School Slumber Party. I also have a personal Twitter. O-H-M-Y Rodriguez. Oh my Rodriguez. Please, I need follows. No one's following me. Please follow my personal Twitter. I'll be more interesting, I promise. So yeah, here we are. Another summer movie. Another film in our quest to continue the legacy that is High School Slumber Party. I'm rambling. This is an awesome movie. Let's just get to it. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother sitting up Ryan's. Because we're about to get our party on. And just a reminder, it's part two of Kyle's conversation from last episode. He's coming to us from San Emilio Island. 
he's nice enough to take a little time out in his summer to talk this movie, and I think we conclude the conversation on Dirty Dancing with a bang. If you didn't see the part two on the episode title here, come on, read. And then we'll talk to Rachel Shepard about her feelings on the film. It's a nice little episode. Let's just do it. Let's blow it out with a great song here. Parentheses. I've had. Close parentheses. The time of my life. Song by Bill Medley. That's a great name. And Jennifer Warnes. See you on the other side. Now The moments in this movie, just like the montage and the scene, like yeah, lots of great montages. Wouldn't be an '80s movie without a montage. How about the hungry eyes teaching her how to dance montage? And you mentioned like the hands on the on the waist and the hips, and just like the the closeness and what they're wearing. And, and... oh god, is the hungry eyes also the? That's the yeah, that's the scene that has just the two of them and he's running his hand down yeah, the yeah, side of her body. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, and this is something I knew this is pretty, this is not a movies that made us moment that those were all, this is the documentary uh, filmmaker in, in, in the director and the frustration between the two of them is because he was doing that and she was actually laughing and they just kept oh, shooting like until yeah, she laugh, wasn't laughing the anymore. Laugh. How yeah, so that? that was real. And that's seeing real. the frustration in his face, yeah, that's real. And and okay, now I swear this is the last thing I'm going to say <laughs> from the movies. I mean, is that because we lost the, the the late great Patrick Swayze? His wife is interviewed for it, and she said that like her biggest thing, like that she remembers talking to you know Patrick about because they were married at that point already, was that. You know, to use that anger because on camera, like anger can be, you know, mistaken for passion. Mm. You know, just two very similar things. So, like, the, I think the director saw that, the producers saw that. Like I said, the director would show them the passion from their test footage and stuff like that. Like, they had it. They were just very, I don't know, just, I think, two very hot headed people in like different ways. He was a really kind of macho guy. She was a little bit of like a diva, supposedly. But that's her character anyway. So whatever. Like no, exactly. Oh so I think I think yeah, no, no, exactly. So that also they were very similar to their characters in in, in some retrospects. So 
clearly, I mean, they made a hit movie, but it's just, it's just awesome to have a little bit of that insight and to watch it in that sense as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and especially in that montage, but I love one of the earlier montages where she's solo practicing, like walking down the stairs and walking across that bridge. Oh yeah. Yeah. These are all in like the same sequence though. Like the solo one where again, she's got like the short jean shorts and the, I love the outfits here. Again, it's this is a very '80s looking outfit, but like, yes, exactly the crop top kind of. Yeah. yeah, or like she's wearing like these keds. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh-huh. yeah, her on the bridge just dancing is so cool, or whatever. Like the stairways dancing. Um, when they're training in the woods is awesome. But you mentioned something too, and I think it's in the hungry eyes part where it's the three of them dancing. Oh, the blonde, her, and him. Yeah, Jennifer Grey sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I wrote this note down at that very moment. This is a very gifable movie, right? Like, or GIF, GIF, I still don't know. But there's so many just, like, GIFs playing in my head from this movie, like the dance <laughs> mo- moments and stuff. And, and that's definitely one of them, the three of them. Ugh. Oh, yeah, the three of them. And then I just remember being, you know, like, you're younger and, like, you're like, oh, two tall people, they should be together. <laughs> like, that's, like, I remember being younger and just being, and, like, and, I mean, I think, Jennifer Grey is absolutely gorgeous, especially the old, like the older I, I get. Um, but I mean, I've always had a you know a proclivity for—is uh, that the right word? Yeah, for blondes. But yeah, Penny, played by Cynthia Rhodes, just like the way she's looking at Johnny. I'm like, wait, is there still like even when I'm younger? I'm like, is there still love here? Like, is there going to be like a little bit of? There never is. Like, as far as a plot. Oh, maybe they're gonna end up together. Maybe they actually they should be together, and this is just a summer thing. Because she, the way, I don't know, there's something about maybe Cynthia Rhodes was obviously was just uh, taken by Patrick Swayze in that moment. I would be if I was there. In her shoes, <laughs> well, Kyle, her there's, some, there's something really beautiful I find about their relationship. I was with you even on this watch. I'm like, wait. Is there a scene where she gets jealous of Jennifer Grey or anything like that? And we don't really... I mean, we get a little here or there, but once everyone knows yeah. once everyone knows what's going on, everyone's pretty cool with each other, at least, like... It's a very progressive movie. Absolutely, and the fact that, yeah, they used to date, but now they're just really, truly great friends who love each other as friends. Yeah, and they do a good job of, like, setting that up in the beginning, but again, like, you know, just, I mean, if, if you're looking at when it's supposed to take place in the early 60s, I mean, even whatever, the, who knows if this was a specific choice. And on most movies, I say that it would. But in, in the case of this low budget movie, they were like, everyone find a partner and everyone start dancing. But like in the earliest scene, I'm just like, you know, since I'm dissecting it, watching it for the reasons of this podcast, like there was there was an interracial couple dancing. And I'm just like, huh, yeah, I've never, right. you know, I've never, never picked up on that before. But like, I mean, or just even the fact of the fact that there were black people hanging out with them too. Like that's, you know, I mean, I understand that it's people coming from the city. So it is New York. It's not the fucking South, but it just, it just has a lot of, you know, and then totally, you know, with the, with, again, with the abortion plot and everything like that. But um, the, that, that relationship, I just remember being always very intrigued, you know, as a kid and even on this run too, and just, just the way the eyes are. And then when hungry eyes kicks in that's when Je- jennifer gray looks up at patrick's ways and i'm like oh like it's just <laughs> the build uh, of so it too good. right like yeah it's just, it's just sexual it is sexual. yeah it's sexual without there is a sex scene later but it's not yeah. it's not a sex scene you know it's like it's no 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 they're no, it's very there's like no but this this was definitely this was like an earlier like kind of like 
I was gonna say sexual sexual awareness like movie for me. You know, <laughs> yeah, because there's apes. a lot there's a lot of talk of sex between the sister and, and obviously an yeah. abortion happening. But just really quickly to tie up the dancing until the final dancing, which I do want to talk about. As she's learning to dance through this whole thing, it's trying to perfect the lift. She doesn't even get it right when they do Mambo at this other hotel. Like it it's not perfect and it makes the payoff at the ending so oh, good. Yeah. So good. So good. This movie's so simple. It's only an hour and a half, and we're just flashing between the dance and, again, the abortion subplot, because when Penny gets the abortion, it doesn't go well. This is a great father-daughter movie. You know, it's such an emotional father-daughter movie. And, yeah, she might be a little spoiled, but her dad loves her. And when she tells him that the abortion was botched, she saves that girl's life. But she puts everything on the line to do it. I know I feel like I'm getting emotional about it. Um, And I love how he does it. He doesn't rat them out, but he's just hurt by her because she was in this crowd. He thinks Patrick Swayze's the father, you know, so he doesn't like, yeah. naturally doesn't like him at that point. This time, I don't know, I was emotional during that scene where Jerry Orbach helps her out, and then they have that kind of conversation about, like, not trusting her and things. And Was that what my money paid for? Daddy, I'm sorry, I never meant to lie to you. You're not the person I thought you were, baby. I'm not sure who you are. But I don't want you to have anything to do with those people again. But can I just explain? Nothing. Them? You'd have nothing to do with any of them ever again. I won't tell your mother about this. Right now I'm going to bed. And take that stuff off your face before your mother sees you. We haven't even mentioned that, like, crappy waiter. Uh, I say crappy. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's crappy at his job. I just mean he's more, <laughs> I just mean he's more crappy at, as a human being. The one who's, like, yeah. banging everyone, um, essentially. And he ends up, like, banging the sister. But he's the one who got Penny pregnant. And then he ends up banging that lady who's into Patrick Swayze. Like, this guy's just the worst. Yeah, yeah. The, the sister doesn't have sex with him. She catches him having sex with the woman. That the cougar. Him. The cougar. The cougar. Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up. That's uh, uh, Vivian Pressman. Yeah, and she she kind of creates this lie of Johnny stealing from her husband. And ends up being that old couple, yeah, stealing yeah. jewelry, that weird little subplot. But yeah, like she, she's, she's leaving that guy's room, whatever his Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Is. Oh, what a d bag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Gould. Wait, his name's Robbie Gould. The character's name wasn't that like a famous kicker? Oh, uh, it's pronounced no, Gould, Robbie Gould. I think he kicked for like the 49ers. or he not like Elliot Gould, uh, but okay. it's it's spelled. Like Robbie Gold is how it's pronounced, but it's spelled G O U L D. Yeah, he's a ki- he's a he's the kicker for the 49ers, or at least was. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Year. Oh yeah, he yeah. still is. Yeah, great kicker. Not the same guy. Great kicker. D bag <laughs> of a human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Again, Robbie Gould is not. <laughs> you know what I mean, okay? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, I bring it up because it's just such a simple movie in a sense that it's creating this tension enough where. Baby ends up defending Johnny because of that lie, but he's kicked out anyway for having a relationship with her. And even though I know what's happening, I'm watching. I'm like, oh, my God, he's got to go. And their love just feels so pure. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, well, all the I mean, all the relationships in the movie are, are, you know, are great in the sense of how the actors are playing them. Like, I really do. Like I said in the beginning, Jerry Arbach is just like such a great dad in the movie and the relationship between him and baby and then just even the relationship that grows between johnny and baby and you know there's that one like 
mo- quick monologue that baby has that I, I wrote it down specifically. She's like, me, I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of what I saw. I'm scared of what I did, of who I am. And most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. Oh, you don't understand the way it is. I mean, for somebody like me, last month I'm, I'm eating juju bees to keep alive. This month, women are stuffing diamonds in my pockets. I'm balancing on as quick as that, I could be down there again. No, that's it, not the way it is. It doesn't have to be that way. I've never known anybody like you. You look at the world and you think you can make it better. Somebody's lost, you find them. Somebody's bleeding. Yeah, and you... I go get my daddy. That's really brave, like you said. That took a lot of guts to go to him. You are not scared of anything. I don't Me? Know... I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of what I saw. I'm scared of what I did, of who I am. And most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. Oh, as someone that's like single again, I'm just like, like <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's a long line, so it's not like a, you know, it's, it's not, you know, nobody puts baby in a corner, but it's such a great line and great, like coming of age love story moment. And she fucking sells it. Yeah. And it just, it hits you. If anyone's ever, you know, been in, in a romantic point in your life or even just like had any regrets with that and i could imagine as a single man kyle you know it makes you kind of and maybe maybe it creates false hopes or false <laughs> you will, yeah exactly you can never be like i want what was a dirty dancing i want i want what's in crazy stupid love i want you know <laughs> i could see it making you want that and i could see it making you like not settle is a better way to put it you know like be like i'd want that kind of love i want it to feel like that and i can imagine like young people going to see this movie originally were like oh my god like i want to find my johnny you know so (laughs) johnny's afraid of no man different movie predator there you go it's a callback (laughs) but you know something i was surprised about before we get to the ending i was surprised that there was no scene where he's like kind of mean to her I was waiting for it the entire time, right? Like, because there's sort of a trope where when two people can't date, the guy will be like, you know, I'm a loner, I'm a rebel die, yes. sort of, you know, and like pushes their pushes her away. Yes, which brings up one of the most important things that I, that I, thank you, for, this reminds me of it that I wanted to bring up. It's at like the top of my list, which I feel like these roles, characters are more common these days. Is Johnny Castle a himbo? Oh, yeah. A word that's... You know, very, very much used these days. Himbo. I'm not all about it because I, I wouldn't call a woman a bimbo. So I'm not going to call him a himbo. <laughs> but no, he's like he has just that like, you know, that that New York kind of thing going on. And he has that great little moment. It's like where she's like, I get it. You're just using it. He's like, no, baby, you're not getting it. They were using me. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm not trying to laugh at it, but it's just like such a, it's just such a great innocent moment for like, again, just juxtaposition to the rest of even other characters he's played to especially all like the male leads in the eighties. The the closest that like it even gets to in this run, but it's not even the eighties, but to another actor is like sly in the first Rocky of just like his like, love innocence and everything like that and even then that's 
I don't know. There's just something really great about him trying to explain to her. And like you said, there really isn't, there's like a quick little moment where uh, I forget what they argued about. And then she goes to, you know, that she goes to Penny's hut room, whatever you want to call it. And she's like, is Johnny here? And there's like a quick little moment, but then, but it ends with Johnny jumping over and and punching that, that guy because he's like, Oh, I guess I chose the wrong sister. He's like a little, he's like an asshole in the beginning before he gets it. Like, what is she doing here? Yeah, he's an asshole for thirty seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. Like, I love it, and I love. I think he has himbo energy. I I actually just sent a message to frequent guest of the program, Kate Hudson, who has taught me a lot about himbos. I I texted her and be like. Johnny Castle, himbo. So let's see if she answers before the end. Is she a fan of himbos? I think so. I think so. We've talked about like it. in 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 the re- in the real world. I don't know about the, I don't know about the real world. Is that is that what she's in search for? I don't I don't know about in the real world, but I know on screen we talk himbos here and there sometimes. So gotcha. let's see if she uh, answers. Like, uh, yeah. If not, guys, I'll put it in the uh, closing of the episode. popular character. These I have, a, I have a feeling that Daddy Goss is going to be playing like a himbo version of Ken. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right? He'll be that in, the, in the Barbie movie. You know who's been called a, yeah. a himbo recently? That I'm like, oh, that's interesting. The Disney animated Hercules. Oh yeah, for sure. Because that's like one of the more like ind- also independent like female characters in the. Oh, movie. true. Yeah, I love her. Um, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. get that live action soon, I think. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> I'm just hoping for Danny DeVito to play. Oh, uh, he better. Would yeah. Phil, Phil, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, let's talk the iconic ending of Dirty Dancing. Johnny's cast away. They still have to do the talent show, which is, of course, terrible, but that's talent <laughs> shows in the Catskills. I mean, I guess not, I guess with all the same as comedians, but I imagine when the guests are the ones performing, it's not that great. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, when the guest and like the owner is like queuing in with his little finishing the song or whatever. But I love when Johnny shows up and it's like that cool, he's wearing his oh leather jacket and everyone, everyone's like, so Johnny's here. We have, what's up, Johnny? What's up, Johnny? This is such a cool little moment. Kyle, you and I have beards. I haven't shaved my beard off in a long time, and I know I don't have the Swayze face, but like... Yeah, I do not have that bone structure. But I was like, <laughs> damn, a, what a clean-shaven, beautiful man, you know? Oh, well, that, that's another thing. That man is just like, I don't know if he <laughs> always shaved himself, but like... If he can take his shirt off, I don't know if that's production. I don't know if that's him. God bless him. He should be proud of that body. So, I'd be, again, like as you said about if I looked like Ryan Gosling, I'd be doing what he was doing in Crazy Stupid Love. If I was uh, Patrick Swayze, I'd be taking my shirt off, which also this movie very much reminded me of, and I, need, and I uh, need to watch this sketch as soon as we stop recording, is him in the Chippendale sketch. Yes, yes. With Chris, with Chris Farley. Farley. So, so, you good. know, I'm more of a Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but unless i shaved my chest on my back then i'd be full-on swayze that's i know that about myself but <laughs> sure. but his return and the of course nobody puts baby in the corner line Ooh, i quivered you know yeah nobody puts baby in the corner So 
Sorry about the disruption, folks. But I always do the last dance of the season. This year, somebody told me not to. So I'm going to do my kind of dancing with a great partner, who's not only a terrific dancer, but somebody who's taught me that there are people willing to stand up for other people, no matter what it costs them. Somebody who's taught me about the kind of person I want to be. Miss Frances Hassel. Sit down, Jake. And boom. How everything sort of just breaks out into song and dance. He's like, we usually end things with a song, so can do it a little differently this time. I said, ooh. Yeah, even though he says it, it's got that like 80s sass to it. Of course. Yeah. And it's an 80s song that he puts on a 45, as we've concluded. But <laughs> oh my God. That's how everyone breaks out into dance and how he jumps off the stage. Like, that's so cool. And of course. Of course, the iconic lift that we finally get. Yeah, like you said, the payoff to it is fantastic. The payoff. Like, it's almost like that now that everyone... And then classic imagery. Image. And now that everyone, like, has accepted their love and love into their hearts in general, as corny as it is, she is able to do that lift. And, oh. Because she's like the wind at that point. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, that's, that's really... It's an image. You know, you silhouette that shit, and people will know what it is. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if people had that as a tattoo. No, I, I did. I'd be a top tattoo. <laughs> That's what, oh my God, imagine you find the right person in your life and they get her. and You get her in the air, they get him, like, holding up the arms. Oh, man, that's great. That's love. That's fucking love. <laughs> that is love. I think we've covered everything in the film. Wanted to mention a couple other things. Unfortunately, this film had a sequel and a remake. Well, one's a prequel, yes. technically. A prequel. Are you not aware of the prequel? No, no, no. no. I, di- I feel like then I remember hearing about that. Because that's even newer, right? There was rumors that there was going to be a sequel, right? Uh, actually, this year, May 9th, 2022, they announced that a, there would be a sequel for 2024. But I don't believe it till I see it. You know, all these nostalgia movies. Yeah. They wanted to make one back then, and they offered him a boatload of money oh really yeah yeah and he said no look this spawned so many things right uh there was a musical tour dirty dancing live in concert there was a television series that none of the cast and crew were in on cbs at the time obviously uh, patrick swayze's career blew up even further but there was in 2004 a sequel slash prequel dirty dancing havana nights it's technically a teen film it's supposed to be really bad. It takes place in Cuba. <laughs> but Patrick Swayze, it's technically a prequel because Patrick Swayze, I believe, is in it as a cameo that he was paid $5 million for. Really? Yeah, and that ties the continuity. So maybe, Kyle, you'll have to come back for that, as bad as it is. But apparently it's like it was a big surprise. Like, Swayze shows up and people went crazy. And good for him for making $5 million for just, like, probably a day's work. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Havana Nights. We'll see. And then, unfortunately, there was a TV remake in 2017. Kenny Ortega was involved. It was three hours long. It was a musical. Baby was played by Abigail, Abigail Breslin, who's like the little girl. She wasn't a little girl at the time, but the little girl from Little, yeah, little Miss Sunshine. Little Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Deborah Messing is in it. Uh, and <laughs> Billy D. Williams, apparently. And it got panned. <laughs> panned. Oh, is Billy D. Williams? I'm not trying, but is he the band instructor? Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know. 
Ida. Or maybe he's... Uh, I'll have to look that up. I could have sworn, but maybe this is one of those Mandela effect things, that there was like a Dirty Dancing live at some point, you know, when they did all those like live TV shows. But uh, I don't maybe. see that anywhere, but maybe, maybe it's going to come out at some point. But yeah, people are still trying to recapture the magic. Hasn't happened so far. <laughs> all right, Kyle, let's get to our awards then. Who was this movie made for? Um... It's interesting. This is a movie that actually I think is made for like two generations. Uh, I think it's made for the people that were like of that age, the late 50s, early 60s, going up like to the cat skills and stuff like that. But then it's clearly like made for, you know, just like young women at the time and stuff like that, uh, you know, to go to the movies and check out. Yeah, it's one of those that I think probably was made for for teen girls, but ended up being made for everyone, you know? Like, it it has such mass appeal that, yeah, I think you're right about that. All right, most likely to succeed. Which character won the movie? (sighs) That's tough. That's really tough on this one, because I really love the whole cast. I mean, it has to come down to either Jennifer Grey or... Patrick Swayze and so Johnny or baby um, who, who won Johnny yeah. or baby mm. and it's and we're talking purely the characters because I think Patrick mm. Swayze wins as the actor because he just again blew up after this yeah he wins as the actor but also like I don't know I mean like the way the, the, that like she ends up like dancing like that and she wasn't a trained dancer um but I'm, I'm gonna st- still say that i'll still say that johnny won the movie i said johnny as well for this reason i think baby if they don't end up together is probably gonna do fine she's going off to college yeah exactly he's gonna be on the same track kind of yeah her dad her dad's rich and loves her and that was affirmed throughout the movie right like johnny Moore has daddy issues though he had a union job for him and union jobs are great no, no, but his one of the main themes and a and a, like a key line in it that I wrote down is, um, oh, that you know, making him realize that there are people willing to stand up for others when like no one else will, and so he gets that encouragement from her, and then that acceptance from the dad. Like he even says he's a dream that like the dad is accept her dad is accepting him. Yeah, yeah. And so, so by the end, he gets whether he is. I think he'll be hired because the owner is just like, "Do you got sheet music for this?" You know, to the band instructor. So I think he'll he'll come back next summer and whatever will happen. But like I, I think he's just grown a lot. As a, she was she, but she's grown a lot, and he's gotten that encouragement and that like you know more self worth. He turns down the woman in it, like doesn't give the you know gives the husband the money back and everything. Yeah, it's a personal journey. It's a professional journey. It's a journey in all facets for Johnny. We might be saying that as guys, though. I'm sure, I don't know if like it's, a yeah, woman who loves this movie. Okay. Is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I can I just picture again like uh, you know Kate Hudson's voice being like. No, it's baby because she got Johnny. You know, <laughs> a lot of winners here, and that, and that last scene, to me, exemplifies that. It feels like a room full of winners. It feels like we're winners. It's such a positive movie. There's so many negative movies these days, and I trust me, I love a lot of them. I, I'm I'm a cynic. You're you're a cynic, but when you see something positive and you just feel good about yourself, it just it feels good. So we're all winners. I think is the real answer. <laughs> okay, Kate Hudson actually responded to me. Is, is Johnny Castle a himbo? She says no, but I had to think about it. He's not dumb. Himbos have to be dumb. 
Ah, but I don't know. She thinks he's not dumb. I don't don't know about that. (laughs) I guess he's not dumb. He's not dumb, and they make it a point to be like, no, but you're like so. But like, he's he's simple. (laughs) You know, like he's got a simplicity to him. She said he's a tortured artist trapped in the body of a high school bully. And you know what? I actually like that description, right? Because like. He really, he really is. I wish my high school bullies were like him. <laughs> high school bully. No, because, because he's trapped in the body of one. You know, he's got like this perfect figure. He's got this perfect form, but he, yet he's a tortured soul, a tortured artist. <laughs> I, I don't know if I fully agree with that, but I a hundred percent agree with that. You don't think he's a tortured artist? No, I think he's to- a tortured artist, but I don't like. But it's not, you know, yeah, because he's like the prequel to Billy Elliot. Like, he just wants to dance. You know, his father's like, yo, your uncle finally got you a thing, the, you know, local blah, blah, blah. The union, plaster yeah. And, the, the painter's yeah, union. Take, you know, yeah, painter's union. Uh, I get that, but it, that doesn't mean that he's not like, uh, I think there still is a himbo-ness to him. At one point, I think he grows. He's no longer himbo at the end. <laughs> really, what? He was a himbo at one point. Once he meets her to verbalize, no, but they were using me. Like, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) All right. Wooderson Award. Is there a character you would have liked to have seen more of? Um, Yeah, Cousin Brucie. (laughs) Fair, fair. (laughs) We heard a lot from him, but it was great to see him. I'd want more Jerry Orbach, too. I'd, I'd want him in some capacity. Like, there's, like, only, like, quick little, like, he's playing golf with his wife at one point. Yeah, so I'd like a little bit more of him. I'd like a little more of like their relationship. And to her, to that credit too, the mom from the grandmother from Gilmore Girls. Fair enough. And again, it's a short movie, and I like that. But I guess we could have invo- invested a little bit more in those characters. Yeah, just some yeah conversations. Like I like I like her at the end. She's like she gets that from me. It's just like oh, yeah. she's talking about how like she you know she's like you know how I rile you up in the sack. <laughs> I'm like I'm all about it. I want, it, I want more of that. Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose omission would make the film better? I mean, this is an ethnic oh. enclave here. Is there anything that's, like, too stereotypical in your mind? I don't think so, just to be clear. Or is there any just character that's felt frivolous to you? No, I don't think so. I think everyone, like, serves a purpose. And, you know, for the time... There is, like, diversity in, like, the background, but also for this time, like, I don't know, in the 1960s and the Catskills, like, I'm not... I wouldn't expect too much diversity anyway, so... Works for me. All right, Cameron Fry Award. Does anyone look too old to be a high schooler? Only really one identified teen in this, and that's Baby. Did Baby look too old to be a high schooler? Um, yeah, I mean, she looks pretty young, but I guess she looks, like, a little too old. But at some point, I don't know, at some point she does look, like, old, but then she's, like, you know... It's kind of a 50-50. I don't know. This movie does a good job. In all these departments, we all have, like, one straight answer, so... Yeah, I mean, that sometimes that's a sign of a good movie. Yeah. All right, it's time to grade the film. I'm going to hand you the manila card, give you the red pen, A-plus to F scale, of course. But before that, let's look at our cheat sheet. 69% by critics. It's not high at all, but 90% by the audience because this is a crowd-pleaser. The Nerds on Letterboxd, pretty good score, too. 3.6 out of 5, but we'll throw it away, Kyle. A-plus to F. What will you grade, Dirty Dancing? I'm going to give it an A. Going to give it an A. Yeah, I agree with you, Kyle. I gave it an A. We always agree. 
we don't always agree. We didn't agree on Encino Man. Someone recently. Okay, but that was that was. <laughs> I know. I I knew what I was doing by saying A plus. Okay. <laughs> Someone recently, like who doesn't know you, who listens to the podcast, and I forgot who it was, was like. Uh, who's that guy who gave an Encino Man an A plus? <laughs> so memorable moment here. Is it so, is it someone that I know? I don't remember who it was. It just was someone uh, okay. someone who doesn't know you personally. Just someone I knew. Good on you. That's still, that's going back and listening to his old episode. <laughs> right now. Oh man! So I give it the A because one word: rewatchability. Yeah. This is something that could air on TV. This is something that you could just put on at any time and have a good time with it you know what i mean it makes you feel good so is it like an oscar movie well it did win an oscar but for, for the soundtrack but is it like an oscar movie no but for the high school slumber party scale a good job dirty dancing good job all around. yeah it's yeah it's hard you rarely i feel like see you know movies like this anymore and on top of that movies like this getting released in theaters but yeah no it's just it's just an iconic movie we've covered everything but from the visuals to the soundtrack to then like you know hearing this uh the the background stuff uh so go watch that movies that made us uh i swear there's plenty of more goodies <laughs> even though i battled a lot of them off uh so go watch that um yeah this movie's it's just a, it's a great movie rewatchability background what, whatever you want just that that's time of your life you know, it's going to live on forever. I feel like this is a film with so many iconic images as well, just imagery in general. What does your Dirty Dancing sleeping bag look like? Um, well, I know who I'd want to be in the sleeping bag with would be the three people. That, you know, <laughs> <Swayze>. <laughs> when the three of them are dancing, throw me in there for a nice quadruplet. I'd like that. Uh, I'm going to go with be- just because of the weird shape, the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, the unzipper is red on the inside. Speaking of water, we didn't talk about the water lift he does with her. Like, oh yeah, yeah iconic yeah. as well. But and that's what I'm going to go. With. Not necessarily the water lift, but you said it. Just a silhouette of the lift on a sleeping bag like that. I think is just an iconic looking sleeping bag. Yeah, like you almost. I mean, it's too, like, it's not like the zip because zippers are just so small. But it'd be great like to make the movement of opening it be like her moving like lifting through the air Ooh, i like that like okay imagine this like on the outside the one side of the sleeping bag is him on the other side is like her so you could like sleep on either side with one of those images and if you unzippered it on the inside it's him holding her up in the air Oof, i like that i like that right that's a fucking sleeping bag <laughs> <laughs> all right kyle my favorite question every week you and i are in the magical blockbuster that has every film that has ever existed up until this point. We see a sign that says Rent Two Movies Get One Free, and since we're having an awesome Dirty Dancing sleepover together, nice little slumber party, I say, Kyle, I'll hold our place in line, go to the back, pick two other movies that we should watch with Dirty Dancing. What are those two other movies? Oh, boy, that's, that's so tough. I've been really, I've been trying to think about, like, what are, like, what are the two? And... I'm going to go with something old and something new new for the most part. Uh, so in honor of Swayze, I'm going to go with Roadhouse. Nice. Great soundtrack in that movie. Different kind of character. Covered that on, uh, on Foodie Films. So you can go check out that episode. And then uh, we've mentioned 
both of these actors, but in a different movie, La La Land. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, a lot of dancing, and we got Daddy Goss and Emma Stone. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, th- those, are, those are my two. I'm going to do one just so I can put up that image on Instagram. Your, yours are great. Yours are creative. I'm going to go with the most basic one that we mentioned here just to put it out there, and that's Flashdance and Footloose. You know, I feel like sure. I feel like yeah. so many kids had that in no, the 80s. Yeah, that's, that's, so, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you went with the creative answer. So awesome picks. That seems like a really fun slumber party. We should do that sometime. If I can make it out to San Emilio Island next year, we should actually have Yeah, that. and if I'm not banging old old broads, you know. Yeah, <laughs> God. Uh, before you get into your plugs, Kyle, we are covering uh, the John Waters hairspray soon on the podcast. Oh, yes. Wait, am I on No. Do you want it to be? I don't know. Oh. You picked... You did hairspray already. We talked hairspray already? We talked the Travolta hairspray. <laughs> Oh, we did talk to no, and that's what I'm sorry. When I even heard that, that's what I automatically went. To, yeah, yeah. I to said mind, I, way yeah. back when I said which hairspray you want to. You want to do the Travolta, so yeah, yes, no. That, that's what I was more excited to talk about, and I forgot that was a long time. ago. It was so. a very long time ago. Yeah, Mister Three Hundred fucking episodes plus. <laughs> All right, take it easy. But <laughs> since you already talked that one, and we are talking the John Waters one soon. I know you've met John Waters and Ricky Lake, so I was hoping that you would, uh, you know, just briefly share that those encounters on the pod to sort of promote that uh, episode, if you will. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I met them separately. I met John Waters first, but I'll start with the Ricky Lake story. Ricky Lake, I met in the Bahamas when I was working on uh, four or the last three episodes of the season eight finale of Top Chef. And there was a celebrity poker tournament. And I guess when people were losing and uh, done with their uh, poker, they would come out and play other games. And so there was a bunch of celebrities around playing blackjack. And I didn't even realize I was also kind of like three sheets to the wind. And I sit down at the table. I'm like, ah, Ricky Lake, what's happening? (laughs) We're just playing some blackjack together. Yeah, it was nothing else besides. I mean, there was other there was other stories to go with that. Uh, as far as other celebrities there uh, and encounters, but that is that's my encounter with her and with John Waters. Uh, I was a sophomore in college, and he, uh, you know, we'll just go around and uh, um, you know get hired by colleges and whatever, and sp- speak and everything like that. And so he came to Ramapo College of New Jersey, and it was great. It was really fun. And then he did a little like signing and picture take after the uh, after the show and i picked up actually for uh so he's now you know part of the network dan cologne i picked up uh and i gave him pink flamingos and i got crybaby oh nice and so i got john waters to sign my crybaby dvd and a pink flamingo dvd for dan cologne so um dan give that back to me <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, and with John Waters, the fun encounter that I had with him was either the night or two nights before I, uh, you know, hooked up with somebody and, you know, we're still we're like 19 at the time. So she gave me a, a hickey and he and he recognizes said hickey on my neck. And he's like, oh, what's that about? Give me the dish on that. <laughs> Or something along those lines. Like, that seems like a fun story. Tell me all about, you know. uh, And I don't remember the exact words, but it was of that ilk. And yet, 
you have those great stories, but you chose to do the Travolta hairspray. That's how much that Travolta hairspray means to you. It's got Christopher Walken in it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. And I love like the full on musical. Trust me, I love Divine. I would love to talk about Divine. <laughs> Uh, but but Travolta doing Doctor Evil in a fat suit is fantastic. <laughs> no, check out that episode Terrible. in the archive, guys. And Kyle, I hope you had the time of your life on, on this Dirty Dancing podcast. I had to. I had to. Anything you want to plug <laughs> yes, before we uh, get, get out of here and before you enjoy more San Emilio fun and me get to editing and doing my homework. Yeah, just, uh, you know, obviously check out all the other great podcasts on the Cage Club Podcast Network. I mean, Brian, you've got like half of them at this point. Uh, <laughs> I wonder in your, since you have 300 episodes, have you done, and like with PS and now uh, um, Uncle Francis, I wonder, I wonder who has the most, I'm sure Joey, but I wonder who then who has like the most episodes of their own shows. All like the X's for podcast stuff, like more of the comic-based things for sure. But in terms of the movie-based things, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, nonetheless, check out all those guys. Uh, check out all the old episode of Foodie Films. I swear it will come back someday. And then uh, I will plug the food tour company that I work for, Beyond the Plate Food Tours. Check those out and uh, request me as a host in Jersey City. And there's also ones in Somerville if you're going to visit Joey and uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. Is, uh, that, those are pretty popular in the warmer weather months. And then uh, kind of hinted at it earlier. And this is just purely for fun. I think two people follow some of them so far. But I've made a bunch of playlists for different occasions. They're all uh, called Ham Something or Something Ham because that's what I've just been referred to as a majority of my life a ham so there's uh it all started out with ham cooking because i think the best food you'll ever cook will be cooked to music so turn that on and cook some amazing food and then there's ham in bed strip ham (laughs) uh road ham beach ham lonely ham that's all lowercase letters that's a fun one uh and uh i think that's it but yeah check it out check it out i i have checked them out and again ham and bed chef's kiss so kyle thanks so much for coming on talking dirty dancing and uh can't wait to chat soon and uh just want to plug as you already plugged all the cage club shows but your two appearances on uncle francis's wine cellar thank you for that yeah it's a really fun show i'm really i'm really proud of you and Manzi for doing that and i can't wait to uh talk some uh coppola movies i know in the future that i've requested to be on at least one or two episodes yeah definitely can't wait for that and appreciate it once again thanks kyle thank you Rachel, party foul on my part here. Did not know this was one of your favorite movies. One. (laughs) Two. It's been pointed out to me by a number of people how I shouldn't have just booked, like, dudes on a Dirty Dancing podcast. Oh, yeah. You got to get the the female perspective in there. (laughs) For a film like this. So, uh, Rachel, do you remember how to introduce yourself on High School Slumber Party? I think so. Um, hi, my name is Rachel. I am class of 2009 at the Richard Montgomery High School in Montgomery County, uh, Maryland. And oh, our mascot was the Rockets. I think that's it, right? Yeah. 
you got it. You got. Sometimes I forget these days, but <laughs> the Rockets. That's awesome. You've been on before, but I want your perspective on Dirty Dancing since it's so important to you. And I do have some questions for you, okay? Specifically, and I'm just going to start off with uh, this debate that has been happening among the small circle that I've asked. But you're aware of the term himbo, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Just wanted to clarify. Now, Kyle, who was my guest said that uh, Johnny here, Johnny Castle, Mm -hmm. is a himbo. I've asked some other people. They've said no. Kate Hudson, Uh, frequent guest of the program, has said no, that he is not. Um, So I want want your take. I don't think he is. Um, I think he's like a little too self-aware to be a himbo. And I feel like part of the the core (laughs) tenets of being a himbo kind of require not that. He's aware of himself and, like, what he thinks is his contribution to society, which is, like, he thinks it's not much. But I think that simply the fact that he thinks about that kind of takes him out of the himbo category. Other people have said what you've said, as I've asked. Mostly, honestly, Kyle was the only one on Team Himbo so far (laughs) that I've asked, but that makes total sense. So glad we have that clarified by another person. Yeah, I'm I'm team, Team Not. (laughs) (laughs) Team not himbo Okay, so I'm just going to ask you some of the basic questions Because I I gotta know Dirty Dancing What is your experience with the film? When did you first see it? So this is actually my mom's favorite movie Nice It has been for forever So I've seen this movie probably hundreds of times I don't even know when the first time was I was under the age of 10 And I was always like Oh, like this movie's kind of Like a little bit cheesy you know, like, why does my mom always cry at the end? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter if she watches the entire movie or just the last 10 minutes. She will cry. Wow. I love yep. that. And I was like, you know what? I'm never going to be like this. This is kind of silly. So, like, growing up, whenever it would be on TV, I would always, like, text her and be like, hey, psst, like, turn on whatever <laughs> channel. Like, the last 10 minutes is on. And she'd be like, oh, my gosh. And, like, watch it and cry. Um, and I would laugh at her. But alas, <laughs> now it is my favorite movie, <laughs> and I'm the same way. <laughs> so you know. So you're on cry status with the film. Yeah, I, I I am. I can't help it. What makes you cry about it? It's so like romantic and just also partly like nostalgia from my mom loving it so much. I think, but like I just have a lot of good memories associated with this movie, and it just like come on, that last scene is perfection it really is so i didn't grow up with this movie um as i explained on the uh, kyle part of the episode i don't know why i just grew up with uh two other brothers and my mom just never rented it for us and i only saw this in adulthood i realized this while editing the first time that i really 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 paid attention was like a couple days ago and you're so right yeah and you're so right that ending it gets to you like it gets you in the feels it makes you believe in love it's as corny as simple as that you're like god damn it what'd you do to be dirty dancing you you get the you get the love between johnny and baby you get her dad coming around like you get robbie getting his comeuppance like it's great and and i love how you said that too with the dad like all this is an all-time father-daughter movie as well crazy crazy how much jerry orbach and jennifer gray that like father-daughter chemistry is great too the chemistry between pretty much every character in this movie i think is just amazing you believe like i i believe that they 
like you almost kind of forget that they're actors when I watch it. Like I, I actually believe them. <laughs> How about Patrick Swayze here as oh, Johnny? Man, he's so dreamy. <laughs> Just perfection. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, there's so many different like levels to this movie. You can think about it in like a class way where like the character of Johnny is like just lower class and like that's why they don't like that's why he gets looked down on. But then you can also look at it as a Gentile trying to come in and take my like perfect Jewish daughter away kind of thing. But then you also have like Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey hating each other. And still having that much chemistry, it's just, it's crazy to me how how good and how many layers there are to this movie. When I heard about that, that they hated each other, I was like, what? Because I didn't know that while watching the movie, only after. Yeah, you, you really can't tell unless you know. And I thought about this over the last couple of days, and I, I think there's something to be said with, even if you hate someone, you're still kind of passionate Right? Like, the worst thing is they've apathy. They've said this before. Yeah, they've said this before that their bodies loved each other, and they Ooh. did not. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. So, like, they, the chemistry that they have is still there, even if, like, they were not getting along. <laughs> I, I have a bunch of questions for you. Sure. Do you have a favorite moment in Dirty Dancing? Oh, I was thinking about this while I was watching it, because I had a feeling you were going to ask that. I have a couple. I love I Carried a Watermelon. <laughs> it's a classic. I quote it all the time. No one ever knows what I'm talking about, though, sadly. <laughs> Quickly on the watermelon yeah. thing, I was looking up like just images of the film, and there's one edition of the DVD that the like physical disc is a watermelon, and I think that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. It's like really sweet, and you can see how like awkward she is. Um, I love the first like training montage with like the wipeout and her on the bridge. I love that. I love the scene when they're crawling on the floor because you can tell like that's when he kind of is like falling in love with her. I love the whole thing. It's It's only like an hour and a half and it's it packs a lot of emotion in that, but it's also like an easy watch. It is. And there's something about it, too, that I think Kyle made this point. And now I'm definitely in agreement with him. Like whenever this comes on now, I could think I could pop in at any time. And just I'll watch it to the end. And that's a great quality in a movie. I am like that too, but Joe hates this movie. So I don't get to do that. Yeah, he hates it. I don't know what it is. I think it's like too close to a musical for him. (laughs) Or he thinks it's like corny or something. I don't know. I forgot that he hates musicals like that. I know. It's his only flaw. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of finding your Johnny Castle, you found your anti-Johnny Castle because he hates this. At least he's not a Robbie. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. And and I know some Robbies in this world, so yes, I'm not going to say they their names. Yes, definitely exist. <laughs> so, Rachel's specific question. I know you have a dance background. Yeah. Why don't you, in case they didn't listen to some random Lifetime movie episodes, why don't you <laughs> let the slumberers know of your dance background? Okay. Like, before high school and everything, I was in dance studios for a really long time. Um, then I got to high school. I was on my high school's palm team. In college, I was on the college dance team. So I, I've been dancing for, like, a really long time. I stopped because life. But, you know, <laughs> it, st- it stays with you. <laughs> dancing is still in your heart. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you, you watch movies on particular subjects and, 
And then I know nothing of dance. Okay. But like if, if I was watching a movie on baseball and someone who doesn't know a lot about baseball would be like, this is a great baseball movie. And I'm like, yeah, it's not really realistic. Baseball's the hardest sport. Without basketball's a big one. Like you watch a, a movie that has basketball and if the basketball sucks, you right. know it. It takes you out of it. Yeah. No, this, I think they nailed it. And not only, okay, for, first, the, the dancing itself is awesome. Um, I do know that they had to tone down Johnny's dancing because Patrick Swayze is a much better dancer than Johnny Castle is. Ooh. And he, like, wasn't supposed to be that good. So they kind of made him, like, rein it in a little bit because he wasn't really supposed to be, like, a professional, you know? I, I really don't know that much about Jennifer Grey's dance background, but I really enjoy that you can watch her change in this movie even if she's just like acting as a bad dancer you can you can see it feels like she's inexperienced and then gaining confidence and everything which I love because that's also very realistic but even just the choreography I have nothing but amazing things to say about Kenny Ortega I think that every single thing that he touches automatically turns to gold and he is a choreographer in this movie. I like. I love him. I, chef's kiss. Everything. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. I'm glad that like it's also a good movie among the dance educated people in this world. And yeah, shout out to Kenny Ortega, High School Musical, other yep. stuff. Newsies, everything. Everything he touches is perfection. Is Newsies the one musical Joe likes? Yes, it is. But he's very particular about he likes the Christian Bale movie version, which is what. Kenny Ortega choreographed and not the stage production. Uh-huh. Although the stage production is very good. So interesting. He's, just, he's very particular about that. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Dirty Dancing Havana Nights? Um, I feel like I probably have, <laughs> but the fact that I don't know is making me think that maybe I haven't. I can't find one person who has seen this movie and remembers it. So I figured I'd asked. It seems like something that I would see, you know, like I would probably be interested, but the fact that I don't remember it makes me think that either I just didn't end up watching it or that it was that bad. So who knows? (laughs) Maybe one day I'll rewatch it. (laughs) So we're coming up on the 35th anniversary of Dirty Dancing. It's actually my birthday twin as we were born, not just on the same day, but the same year. Wow. So a lot of uh, screenings, at least here in New York, of Dirty Dancing, I know a couple people who... Uh, you know, I work with who came up to me and said, like, I'm seeing Dirty Dancing for the first time. I can't believe you're covering it. By the way, I didn't play on this, but it's great. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited for people who haven't seen it ever, because as someone who hardly saw it, mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a really, really awesome movie. And I hope other people do as well. I think it holds up. Like, I, I don't think that you're losing anything by not having seen it yet. I, I don't think it, like, loses any value over the time that it's been yeah and i agree and it's poignant too in so many ways even a little bit more poignant post undoing roe v wade in some in some cases so i have a mandela effect memory like i i swore swore that there was a dirty dancing live on tv at some point um there was not but there was a stage show which i have seen oh how was the stage show it was good they like pitched it as a musical but it's not so much a musical as it is, like, a, a play with a lot of dancing, kind of. Mm. Like, they don't sing, if I'm remembering oh. it correctly. So they, they did, like, Moving Out, which was, like, the Billy Joel musical. But, like, it wasn't really a musical. It was just, like, one guy singing, and then, like, Twyla Tharp choreographed, like, this amazing, basically just, like, dancing to the entire 
Oh. That's really enlightening to me because I'm a big Billy Joel fan and I never saw it because I was a kid. Moving Out was amazing. It was awesome. Man. Okay. So they don't sing it. It's not like Mamma Mia. It's not. It's not like a musical musical. It's kind of like just a show on stage that follows the same plot. Kind of. They focus on her like civil rights stuff a lot more. So I don't know where the like material kind of split, but it's basically just like they do the movie just like on stage kind of, but also with like live music and like a lot of dancing. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's interesting. So, okay. TV though, ABC comes to you, one of these networks and they say, Rachel, we have an unlimited budget. We are doing Dirty Dancing live. I know I'm putting you on the spot and you don't have to cast everybody, but (laughs) But who do you cast in Dirty Dancing Live? Wow. That's really hard. I would probably go for someone in, like, the Harry Styles range. Oh. But I wish that he was a little bit more, like, broody. Yeah, like, that is I think, true. I think he could do the, like, romantic and, like, dancey part of Johnny. But I don't know if he could get the, the, the angry boy part. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get that. But I, I think Harry Styles would be a pretty decent choice because I think he would people would be interested in that. And I think yes. they would even watch for the question that you just asked, right? Can, yeah. can he like show the Johnny aggression as well? Yeah, I mean, we know he can perform, so <laughs> I don't think it would be a bad choice. <laughs> I like that. Jennifer Grey, though, that's interesting. Ooh, that's really hard. I would want someone like kind of unknown, which is hard to cast (laughs) that is true like in my head (laughs) (laughs) that is true any side characters do you uh would you cast let's throw let's throw uh let's throw (laughs) timothy chalamet in there as robbie (laughs) oh my god if you had like a timothy chalamet v even though they don't really verse each other but like verse uh harry styles kind of thing (laughs) i'd watch it (laughs) hell yeah that'd be interesting (laughs) Who would the parents be? I was going to say, any favorites for the like, parents? I don't know. Dude, Kelly Bishop and Jerry Orbach were so, so good in those roles. Hmm, I'm trying to I look don't know. as well. I might, I might have to sit on it. If you come up with something, we'll post it on social media. Because I just honestly thought of this question right now. So <laughs> I, I wish I had answers. Yeah, I'll, th- I'll think about it and I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated. So I figured I'd run through the regular high school slumber party question gambit cool. with you so let's do it uh who was this movie made for my mom <laughs> her and her friends <laughs> oh i like that answer at the time when it came out probably like people my age which is sad <laughs> <laughs> oh he, here yeah i knew i asked a question about your mom to joe recently because so, <laughs> uh Pirates Mets are coming up, and I'm like, Joe, we should go to the game again. And unfortunately, Joe's going to be away because he said he's going to be doing some fantasy thing at at your beach house, your family beach house. Oh, okay, okay. It's boys weekend, yes. It's it's boys weekend, apparently. And he mentioned your mom. And I don't know why, because I'm into the coast. Well, Nicole's into the coastal grandma thing, and we talk about it a lot. So I said, does Rachel's mom give off a coastal grandma energy? Um, She's not quite so, like, linen-y as... (laughs) coastal grandmothers usually are she's a little bit more like fun florals kind of okay like the vibes are not that far off he said not coastal grandma but like a mom that will yell at you about ruckus but is also likely drunk by five my mom has never yelled about ruckus ever. 
<laughs> you should, my mom is so loud. He know he always complains about how loud my mom is. <laughs> he said in a great way though, while she's yeah. reading. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's she's super laid back. Like she's she's very beachy and like chill. She does water aerobics every day. So like, I, I I'm sensing like you said a little coastal grandma there, a just bit, ma- yeah. maybe not the palette of a coastal grandma. Yeah, slightly different aesthetic, but like same vibes. So sorry, every chance I get to talk about the coastal grandma vibe, I do it. So, oh, so I, I love do it right there. <laughs> yeah, I do it. All right, most likely to succeed. Who won the movie? Baby. Baby. I think. What's your reasoning? Because I think I think Kyle and I might have said Johnny. Well, uh, honestly, it's probably because you guys are men. <laughs> like that might be like what what the the difference is between our viewers. <laughs> well, baby does get Johnny, so she does, but she also gets the respect of her dad. She grew up like in everyone's eyes. She showed them that she was more than just like the baby of the family. You know, like she was her own. She's her own person with her own hopes and dreams and abilities and she kind of got everyone to see that which begs a very hard and difficult question that wasn't on my original list but i have to ask now do johnny and baby make it in your mind no 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 i don't think they ever see each other again wow but like not in a sad way just like that's the end of their story it was a summer that changed their lives that they'll look back on fondly i like that you know what that's nice No one's, like, upset about it. They just are in different places in their lives, and they taught each other lessons and then parted. That's how I see it. I'll tell you what, I feel bad for uh, Baby's, uh, you know, next lover. Probably not going to compare. Got got a lot to live up to. (laughs) Some, some, like, dorky college guy she meets, yeah. (laughs) Not going to go well. (laughs) Like, well, can you dance? Because if you can't dance. (laughs) Actually, like, that. can you lift me like that? All right, Wooderson Award. Is there a character in the film that you would have liked to have seen more of? Who deserved more screen time? Um, honestly, probably Kelly Bishop. I just really like her, and I think that we got a lot of character development with Baby and her dad. It would have been a little bit nicer to get more with she and her mother also. Are you a Gilmore Girls fan? Absolutely. <laughs> I had to ask because you live in Connecticut now, so like Yeah. I- yeah, I actually just finished rewatching Gilmore Girls, which is very fortuitous timing for you. <laughs> nice, nice. And again, like, my uncle lives in Connecticut, and I was just there, and I'm like, Gilmore Girls, underrated Connecticut piece of art. Yes, absolutely. And funnily enough, Gilmore Girls is also, like, me and my mom's show. Like, when I was little, I was Rory, and she was Lorelai. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was just, that's also, like, a big part of our relationship <laughs> i love hearing that that's that's really cool long duck dong award is there a character whose omission would make the film better anyone you would delete from dirty dancing what might be a perfect movie who knows honestly no i don't think so i think everyone has like their very specific little reasons for being in it yeah there's not even like stupid subplots that don't matter in the film everything's no. pretty much connected yeah i think so so uh not a lot of teens in the film technically just baby i suppose and you know maybe maybe some other people but we asked the Cam- cameron fry award did anyone look too old to be a high schooler and we'll just extrapolate that did anyone look too old for their listed age i think that lisa might look a tad old but she's just a strange one anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah i don't know why i didn't think of that one she's hilariously bizarre <laughs> Who's this hula hana of Come on, I wanna hula bear. 
wants, you'll hear her say. Yes. Great <laughs> character. But just like, I, I don't really know how old she's supposed to be, but sh- she looks a little too old for whatever that is. I'm glad you brought her up I because have. Kyle and I were like, is she the older sister or the younger sister? Where, where do you read her as? Do they even say it? She's she's older. Okay, so and that's, that's why good. called baby because she's the baby of the family. Makes sense. But yeah, no one I knows think. her age really. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rachel, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hard, hard question, or maybe it's an easy question. Okay. You gotta grade the film A plus to F scale on High School Slumber Party. Rotten Tomatoes says seventy percent by the critics, but ninety percent by the audience. The nerds on Letterboxd. They give it a 3.6 out of 5. Pretty good score, but we're going to throw those away. Oh, that feels low. Oh, then tipping your hand a bit. A plus to F. What will you grade, Dirty Dancing? Okay, well, I would say A plus, but realistically, probably like A minus maybe? A? It's definitely in the A's, but I'm trying to be objective and not subjective. <laughs> we'll give it the old A. It's an A movie. Yeah, let's give it a solid A. I think it's an A movie. I think it's hard to find something that like you would hate about it unless you're Joe. <laughs> and, and you hate fun. <laughs> Why does Joe hate it? Is it the music? I still still don't I still don't I, know. I really don't know. He he thinks it's like corny and stupid and I think that probably like the dancing and the music has like a big part of that it's a crowd pleaser though i guess it again, is. not the, everybody the soundtrack is fantastic amazing amazing like, soundtrack so one of the best soundtracks of like any movie that i can think of i've been listening to it all week <laughs> oh do you know what i just found out this watch what that patrick swayze sings she's like the wind oh yeah I you never, didn't know that? i never knew that i knew that just from like knowing silly pop culture stuff it's ridiculous yeah, like i knew i knew the song i just didn't know that it was him singing <laughs> it's beautiful a man it's of beautiful. many talents definitely it just enhances his value rest in peace <laughs> yeah all right you and i are at this dirty dancing slumber party also side note this show's called high school slumber party great slumber party movie dirty dancing mm-hmm. what is your sleeping bag your custom dirty dancing sleeping bag look like Ooh, it's probably when they're like crawling on the floor and being cute in each other's faces. Love it. Love it. Just like a picture of that. Iconic image. Yeah. This is my favorite question every week though. If you and I walk into a magical blockbuster that has every movie that has ever existed, we know we are renting Dirty Dancing for this slumber party. But we get to the counter, we see a sign that says rent two movies, get one free. And I say, Rachel, I'll keep our place in line. Go to the back get two other movies that we should watch with th- with Dirty Dancing on the Slumber Party. What are those two other movies? Um, We're going to go with dancing theme. We're going to do Center Stage. Center Stage. Love it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that in a while. Oh, so good. Another iconic end performance. And you know what? Let's go full corny and let's do... It doesn't have to be high school, right? It can be like... No, anything, anything. anything. Okay. We're gonna go. We're gonna continue like corny love movies and do Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love, interesting. Have you ever had this trifecta movie night with Joe no. in the household? <laughs> no, it just sounds good in my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great, Rachel. Thank you for taking the time. This was a pleasure. I'm happy we can get uh, your point of view in here. And as a, a longtime passionate fan of this film, I hope that passion continues. And I hope you know when you think of. This movie, I hope you continue to think of your mom. I hope your mom thinks of you with this movie for some reason. And, and I love talking about her today as well. I'll let her know that you said that. And just so you know, my mom and I 
do the dance when we're drunk together. The end dance. We know it and we do it together. Oh, that's beautiful. What a great <laughs> way. Joe has yeah. seen it many times and he just laughs because we often hurt ourselves doing it. <laughs> I, okay, I have to ask. Who's Johnny and who's Baby? Okay, the thing is it kind of switches off. But most of the time it's harder to lead. So I do it. But it kind of like switches off each time. There's no like hard and fast rule. But mo- most of the time I'm Johnny. I love it. Versatile. <laughs> Uh, Rachel, anything you want to plug? Um, not really. You can go listen to Too Fast Too Forever, I guess. I, I, Joe might be mad at me if I didn't say anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> Good plug, yes. Uh, listen to Too Fast Too Forever. I'm on there sometimes, too. So thanks, Rachel, and have a good one. Thank you. It was great to be on. Big thank you to Rachel for that, and Rachel's mom. Sounds like a beautiful, beautiful, healthy mother-daughter relationship. I love it. And big thanks to Kyle. Two-parter for him. The enthusiasm he brought. We all love Dirty Dancing. If you're a Dirty Dancing hater, watch Footloose. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But if you're a Dirty Dancing hater, let us know on social media. Once again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Or don't. Whatever. Or just accept that this movie is amazing. That's really what you should do. Appreciate it. As always, appreciate all you slumbers. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to have another movie coming up. we got a great guest. So your summer homework is to watch. Now, this is the original version. The original John Waters 1988 version of Hairspray. It's Madison time. Hit it. Baltimore. 1962, good. the heyday of hairdos and hair don'ts. We shall well, overcome someday. Not with that hair, you won't. Heartthrobs and hefty girls. Mama, yeah. welcome to the 60s. Hot dates and hip talkers. No matter what you've heard, we are going to teach the white children how to do the bird. Beat mix and hair hoppers. I can't see through her hair. And one magic potion that holds it all together. Watch Hairspray. It's not hard to find. Again, the 1988 John Waters Hairspray. Even though our guest is the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Kate Hudson, one of my favorite guests. It's only a one-parter. Don't worry. Yeah, Kate can be concise when she's sober. 
<laughs> we love having Kate on. So if you're subscribed, it's not a big deal. But if for some reason you're not subscribed, stay tuned to the High School Slumber Party feed for that episode coming out soon. And remember, guys, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop looking around once in a while, you could miss it. Dirty Dancing, so many great songs, so many great moments. What a fun movie. Let's leave you with, hmm. Oh, I can't get this song out of my head. So, Hey Baby by Bruce Channel. Later, friends.